Agenda setting conversations of the day. Well, a statement yesterday from the Deputy President, Paul Mashatile, saying that he comprehensively denies the claims made against him by News24 that he was benefiting from his relationships with business people implicated in state capture. News24 on Monday saying that Mashatile spent long periods of time at a Cape Town home owned by Edwin Sordi. He faces charges of corruption linked to state capture. As I understand it, that house has now been seized by the state as the proceeds of crime. Mashatile says he's never influenced decisions around tenders in any arm of the state and that he and in, in for these people and that he does not have the ownership or permanent use of the properties as alleged by News24. At least two political parties have said they're lodging complaints against Mashatile with a public protector. One of them is Raisa Mzanzi. You heard from them yesterday. The other is the Democratic Alliance. The leader of the DA is John Steenhuisen. John, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Great to be with you and great to be with the listeners this morning. Why are you laying this complaint against the Deputy President? Well, we need an investigation to get to the bottom of what are very, very serious allegations that have been made against the deputy president, given the fact that this is the man who's a heartbeat away from the presidency and who's widely being speculated as the next president of the Republic of South Africa. I think we need to know whether these allegations are indeed true and whether we're at risk of a state capture 2.0 in South Africa should he um, accede to the presidency. He denies wrongdoing and he says he didn't influence any of the tenders in the state in relation to these people. Is there any evidence that you're aware of at this stage that he's not telling the truth here? Well, I think it's a very compelling um, article that's been written and certainly been incredibly well researched. And uh, I would be very surprised if a large media house like News24 would go public with revelations like this that are not true. But I think what one can also do at denials of a variety of people who themselves indicate that they weren't involved with the Guptas. Almost two years told South Africans that he was not involved with the Guptas, etc. Well, it turned out they were even buying his suits. So I think that when people are in public office, I think there's a right to demand of them a element of transparency and accountability around the lifestyles that they're living, precisely because of the uh, experience that we've had with state capture and individuals in the business sphere who capture politicians and then use them as pawns to be able to open doors and create opportunities for them at the expense of good governance, transparency and accountability. The deputy president um, is actually due to chair a meeting tomorrow with several political parties, including your party, about the management of coalitions. Um, And there's a lot of discussion around how coalitions should be managed and whether the legislation should be changed. And there's several policy issues on coalitions that you as the Democratic Alliance and the African National Congress agree on. There's several that you disagree on. Are you going to that meeting? What do you want to come out of it? Well, I'm not going to the meeting. I'm sending Sevilla Guarubia for a very important reason is that she's the one who tackled the deputy president in the House around whether he's committed to getting this legislation that we have tabled in the House through um, that looks at how we set about stabilizing coalitions. I think the you know, one has to learn from the experience. Um, and if one looks both internationally and continentally, where there are proportional representation systems, it always ends up in a coalition environment. And we have not uh, prepared, I think, nationally and provincially for this. So a number of things we're looking at to stabilize is things like threshold. These are 
uh, a feature of almost every other proportional representation in the world to avoid situations like we have in Johannesburg now where you have a, a 0.67% party uh, being the tail that's wagging the dog and running around uh, between parties uh, who have the bigger checkbook. And I think that we need to bring that stability because uh, we don't want to see a repeat of what has happened in Johannesburg uh, replicated at a national and in some instances provincial levels. Uh, this week, the DA in the Western Cape has adopted a bill, it seems, and I'm sitting in Gauteng, but it seems to try and take more powers for the provincial government. I think you describe it as the provincial government trying to get more powers from national government to provide services. What are you trying to do here? Well, it's an imperative that's been forced by the reality, and that is that national government is failing uh, in its responsibilities and its areas of uh, of competence. And this is having a knock-on effect. And the electricity is probably a very good example where the national government is failing to generate uh, and supply electricity. It impinges directly on the municipal uh, ability to be able to reticulate that electricity. So the, the bill has identified five key areas around policing, uh, around harbours, around energy, uh, around public transport and uh, various other matters that we believe the constitutional powers need to be fleshed out far, far better and that competent provincial and local governments should through a federal devolution be able to step in there and that's precisely done to prevent the entire country collapsing into a failed state so where you have competent authorities give them the power to be able to effectively administer those. A very good example is the LEAP program uh, rolled out by Alan Windy in the city of Cape Town, uh, which has put a thousand police officers on the street. Crime is down 14% in the Western Cape year on year, and serious uh, gender-based violent cases down 10%. It shows that devolution works and that some functions are better performed at a, lo- at a more local level, and we should be expanding those, not constricting them. Are you trying to take powers from national government? Are you trying to make the Western Cape uh, different to the rest of the country? No, uh, the bill is a replica which we hope to be able to use uh, after the 2024 election when other provinces like Gauteng, KwaZulu-Natal and the Free State fall to opposition coalitions. What you don't want to do is to be able to take over a province and then be unable to pull the levers that have been required to fundamentally reform those provinces to be able to get them moving and get the economies moving and get the people in those provinces working again. So I think it's, uh, we have provinces in South Africa, we have local government. It's time now to give those spheres of government the real powers they need to grow the economy, create jobs, roll out infrastructure, and ensure we can improve the lives of citizens um, in those particular provinces. All right, that's the argument there from John Steenhuisen. Thank you very much indeed, the leader of the Democratic Alliance. I'll be interested to hear how you see what he said on those issues. Let's. Con-